0: season with us new cards
1: welcome to episode two for a spoiler season hour of devastation as always we are brought to you by flipside gaming and by new england comics uh so katie the first card i'm gonna give to you because i know that you're a fan of uh the green creatures
0: yes so we have ramunap hydra this is a green three for a three three vigilance reach trample keywords uh, as long as you control a desert Reminat hydra gets plus one plus one uh as long as there's a desert card in your graveyard it gets plus one plus one so it could potentially be four for a five five
1: i would like to see an unhinged them printed version of this card that gets plus one plus one if you control a desert uh and then plus one one if there's a dessert in your graveyard i think that would be a lot of fun what about you katie
0: i think that would be delicious but i was thinking the dessert should be actual food i don't want it to be cards because that seems sort of like a tease i'm like i just i want like chocolate so it's like if you brought dessert to the
1: unhinged pre-release right then unstable then
0: you get reward (laughs) so
1: i like it so what do you actually think of this card
0: i think this is excellent and limited the the deserts are at common so so this seems super easy to turn on right and the deserts can cycle and this has, like, all the keywords, and I think green... Really, all the
1: keywords. All the keywords. It does not have flying.
0: okay. But it has reach, which green cares about a lot. It doesn't have
1: menace. It doesn't have
0: all right, all banding
1: right. yes. with others. It doesn't have... Okay. Uh, fear. You're useless. Protection. There's a lot of keywords out there.
0: All right. Well, this has three keywords. That is a true statement. Storm. This has three keywords.
1: Yes. Yes, you're right.
0: Yeah, but I think it, it's super easy to get deserts in this set because they're a common... It's easy to get one on the battlefield and in the graveyard. And um, Reach, you care about a lot as a green deck because it's just so easy to lose to the stupid blue pesky flyers. Flyers and yeah. Even Wind Guide is so, a good card. Uh, yeah, Excellent and Limited. I don't think it's good enough for Constructed. Why
1: don't you <laughs> think so?
0: Um, I, It's just not... They're better gone.
1: There are better cards, yeah. No, you're right. Uh, so, like, if you look at, I think the best comparison to this card uh, that we have right now is Woodland Wanderer because it's green three for a two two, uh, with vigilance and trample. And uh, remember that it comes into the uh, onto the battlefield with a plus minus plus one counter for each color of mana used to spend it. So it can realistically be a five five or a six six for four mana. Um, and that card doesn't really see any play. Uh, and and really, creatures need to do things when they yeah, come like down yeah like this right? doesn't do anything it, when it it's comes a vanilla down, creature it doesn't really it do does, anything it's not fantastic combat you have to work to turn it on 4 for a 5-5 is also like not a completely like it's Broken not a really rate. good rate yeah it's it's fine. like fine right it's fine but like it doesn't it doesn't do anything yeah um, and you know if we think about the creatures that see a lot of play in standard right now right? like if we go through black green snake makes yourself bigger why why uh what is it um Grimflare, fuel stuff like a whole bunch of guys do things and this is a lot of mana to not do anything to right. be like four mana hydra oh disintegration oops yeah
0: for one more Harness mana lighting, you could have a and also
1: and then you have to play deserts and right now like nothing other than the we've seen are worth playing in standard
0: yeah, yeah, we haven't seen enough up, up, upside. But yeah, for one more mana, you can have a green gear hulk, and you can have an 8-8, but you also have the flexibility with the green hero hulk that you can place the counters elsewhere, and you don't need anything to turn that on. So, yeah, not standard, but really, really excellent and limited, I Yeah, I, I really don't
1: think it's a contender at all in standard. Yeah. Um, so our next card is neheb the eternal no so neheb. i know i know you're sad
0: minotaurs
1: minotaurs <laughs> battle uh, cattle have become the zombies you should be excited your two favorite tribes have fused
0: well i do think it's cool and there are some like minotaur zombie menace you know but uh, it's just not gotta,
1: if he was an elf as well he'd be all set
0: <laughs> all um, my favorite all my favorite so this tribal. is red
1: red three for a legendary creature zombie minotaur warrior but... it has uh it's a four six it has a flipped three which remember it means whenever this creature becomes blocked defending player loses three life and at the beginning of your post-combat main phase add red to your mana pool for each one life your opponent opponents i'm sorry have lost this turn so uh this means that you can get a lot of mana post-combat because this yeah, guy doesn't even have to attack right this is just like any way that you have of making them lose life mm-hmm. um then bam you get some you get some mana
0: yeah i i think again this is uh limited bomb i don't
1: know if it's i don't bomb. know if bomb. it's very good it's
0: very good i mean the weird thing about limited is like you run out of stuff to cast right like the yeah. games go long and we don't currently really have great mana sinks so i'm not sure that the extra mana is amazing but i just
1: love this card for limited because um it it's so str- strong in terms of it has a, a huge toughness. Six toughness is a lot of toughness. Yeah. And when you're attacking and even if they block it, they're still going to get bolted. Um, like this guy is a clock. This is a really very strong clock to put your opponent under and like you know if you have any x spells this helps to fuel that kind of Mm -hmm. offhand but i think primarily i see this as red red three four six afflict three so this is going to be something that's going to be delivering quite a punch every single turn and for five mana pretty good yeah
0: and that's usually what you want to do with red decks like if you're going to try and build i mean at the last pro tour i feel like there were a lot of aggressive um draft decks people were going with more like low to the ground aggro plans
1: yeah, and the red white archetype really took right.
0: off. Right, so this would be sort of like your top end, right? You've already dealt most of the damage. This is sort of the nail in the coffin. Lose if you die. Lose if you don't. Eh, lose if you block. Lose if you don't block.
1: Yeah, I mean this this card allows you to like even just if you're behind but close to killing them, <laughs> like it's almost like oh you top deck like a big burn spell, right? To, right,
0: or like, like a there, fling. <laughs>
1: yeah, if you're behind on board, um, but you know your opponent's at like four or five or six or seven right. or eight right? you can
0: swing even if it's a board stall yeah
1: and you know you might be able to to kill them an uh, if you're you're not you know super far behind yeah but a little bit behind um yeah i, I like have i think it's a good card uh, our next card is scavenger grounds this is a <laughs> land it's a desert uh you can tap it to make it colorless and you can pay two tap it and sacrifice a desert and exile all cards from all graveyards
0: that's cool. Yeah, I this love is this nice. ability tacked onto a land.
1: Really nice. Yeah, I, I really like this because, uh, so standard. Um, if delirium, the mm. de, uh, delirium build of black green sneak, um, ends up being the more popular one, the better position or whatever. Like this is a nice card that if your mana base can afford it, you get to run this and kind of hose them. Keep that in
0: check. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: which I don't I don't know that too many decks would be able to because we're seeing. A lot of three-color mana, bases. mana bases. Yeah, <laughs> bases. So I don't know how realistic it's going to be able to slot it in. Um, but I do think it's nice to have it for Modern. Um, a deck like Eldrazi Tron is going to be able to... And here's the thing. Like Eldrazi Tron is kind of uh, locked into playing four of each Urza's land, uh, along with four Eldrazi Temple. So that's number to 16 lands, right? And I think the deck usually runs around 24, which means that the remaining slots... Uh, the deck currently is on 4 Ghost Quarter, uh, which brings you up to 20. And then it's on a Seagate Wreckage, a Cavern of Souls. last two slots are taken up by Wastes, so that if you get past, you actually can can play. You uh, mm. get a basic, and you can play through Blood Moon. Um, so those slots are, are pretty tight. Tight. Um, so I don't know that I'd want to. It, it kind of depends on what metagame you're expecting to play against. Because if you're expecting to play a lot of uh, Tron Mirrors, uh, Ghost Quarter is definitely better. Oh, yeah. If Dredge picks up, or... Um, you know, even even against like Grixis Death Shadow, uh, Scavenger Grounds is a better land to have uh, than than Ghost Quarter is. So uh, maybe run some kind of a split, a three one split of Ghost Quarter and one of these. It's this is a nice land to have access to via Expedition Map. Like if I'm playing against Dredge, then the ability to fetch this and exile graveyard is is a really nice thing to be able to do. Mm. So I like that this land exists, and I'll, I might be looking you know in the right metagame to slot this into my Eldrazi Tron deck um, and. Even, you know, other decks can probably fit this in. I know, you know, a couple of control decks run some ghost quarters in there. Uh maybe they, they can move over to having uh having one or two of these. So it's a nice it's a nice land to have existed.
0: Yeah, agree. Our next card is the Locust God. This is red blue four. I
1: thought it was gonna be the blue black one. I'm a little surprised. I don't yeah. think of Locusts as red blue.
0: I know, I, I did think
1: I think the flavor here's a little weird. I, I get they wanted to slot it into Grixis, but I don't know what about locusts is blue.
0: Yeah, you should ask Meryl.
1: Maybe I will. Maybe I'll submit an old (laughs) Questorino to blogatog.
0: Maybe a little question mark. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yes, so this is uh, six mana for a 4-4 Legendary Creature God with flying. Whenever you draw a card, create a 1-1 blue and red insect creature token with flying and haste. Uh, You can pay two red blue draw a card then discard a card when he dies return it to your hand at the beginning of the next end step so like the other god that we saw he doesn't actually have indestructible but if you kill him he comes right back to your hand at the end of the turn yeah so yeah super nice
1: expensive though and a four four high rate for a four four
0: yeah six for a four four and then four to draw just four to loot is um expensive but this ability every draw step you're creating a one one and if you have any other ways to draw cards which in a blue deck you probably do
1: the biggest one i think is pull from tomorrow you you have the ability now running this with pull from tomorrow to pay blue blue x create x one ones draw x minus one cards uh it's it's that's a really strong combination um i think that the locust god uh the uh, loot ability is a nice mana sink i don't think that that is like a major factor when you're playing the card um, I think the biggest thing is uh, it is a resilient body. Uh, right, I should say. Sorry, it, the body is mediocre, but it's a, it's resilient in that it can keep coming back. Yep. Um, and it synergizes really well with card draw. Um, mm. So if you have ways to draw cards, um, you're going to be able to apply a lot of pressure to your opponent. A glimmer of genius will produce two, um, and everything you cycle as well if you're running cycling cards like you're gonna get to just spam one ones um, and you don't have to pay anything extra to do it which is really important because currently the cycle payoffs you have to pay one to make a drake or pay one to drain two so i'm looking forward to to trying this card out Uh, i think that it has a lot of potential
0: i'm curious what you think of this in comparison to metallurgic summonings because metallurgic summonings is one cheaper it's maybe harder to get rid of because it's an enchantment so you don't have to spend mana to recast it when they remove it and um every spell creates a bigger body than just a one one flyer
1: yeah the thing that's interesting here is metallurgic summonings you're taking turn five off and you're not producing anything right um whereas this card will actually give you a body um, it is a body. <laughs> it is a body. It won't die. to a fatal push, which is the most common interaction, mm. um, and so really, it's it has to die. It has to be grasp or harness lightning, um, and you know most decks running harness lightning have the ability to, to to do it for four. So those are two, you know, grasp isn't super common. Harness lightning is a little more common. Unlicensed Integration, also pretty common. So like it definitely feels risky to tap out and play this on turn six. Um, I think that maybe there is some other shell for this deck that is more of a combo-esque shell in terms of, like, you want to cycle through your deck or you want to, uh, like, loot a bunch or, like, you know, play this in mm. Blue-Red Emerge, right? Because Blue-Red Emerge, you get to cast <laughs> Cathartic Reunion and make three guys, and, like, uh. this is a nice kind of alternate-ish win condition for that deck. So I don't know. It, it feels like the card is too powerful for what it's doing to just not see any play. Um, I don't know that it is perfect for a control deck. It feels kind of... I wouldn't be excited to cast expensive this in a good, and Yeah, expensive, flimsy. Expensive, flimsy, and like you need—if you really want to make this work—you need to cast it and get payoff from it like right away. Which in a control deck, you can't really do that. Right,
0: you just wait till the next turn when you draw naturally. Yeah, or you so, have to have a ton of mana to be able to do this and draw a card that right. turn. Uh, it
1: does work, I guess. It does work with Nahiri. Um, Nahiri will allow you to tick up and you know discard, then draw something and make a a locust but you really want to be making a lot of locusts because if you play this and you get a 1-1 like hooray that wasn't (laughs) worth it Um, and even though yes it does come back to your hand that's not like this is 6 mana this is a big thing I don't want to tap out every single turn to do this yeah because if you're doing that you're going to lose because you're not doing anything else you're not making locusts Uh, so I don't know what what shell this sees play in um, but I will say again that I think that it's uh, it it looks very powerful and I'm I'm, we're going to have to see have to see what, where it fits because I, I feel like it's got to fit somewhere. It's a cool card. Um, additionally, some have suggested that there you might get a semi infinite cycle with three gods because hmm. um, the red black god has the ability that um, whenever a creature with a minus one minus one counter on it dies, you get to draw a card. And this says whenever you draw a card, create a one one blue and red insect creature. So the third, the blue black god, might do something like whenever a creature enters the battlefield, you may put a minus one minus one counter on it because then you get to basically like cycle through your whole deck and just yeah. draw as many cards as you want, which would be pretty powerful uh, and also pretty unrealistic to assemble three, you know, five, six, seven mana, mana gods yeah. to do that. But it would be I don't be think cool. the
0: last... Uh, they might be in a cycle where you can do something like that, but I don't think the last one will put minus one, minus one counters on it because that's already what the black-red god does if you pay.
1: Sure, but, like, I how else would you make it so that you can kind of go infinite? Like, can you think of another... Claws that would make it do that. Mm, I'm just thinking of it modeled after the...
0: Destroy target creature?
1: Destroy target creature with a minus one, minus one counter? No, you need to put a minus one, minus one counter on the creature. It needs to die with a yeah, counter on it. the other
0: on one it. already puts counters on creatures. The other one
1: you're paying to put counters on it. The other maybe the blue-black one, will just put them on when it comes in.
0: Eh, we'll I'm just see. Saying, I'm just saying, people have pointed that, like, it, if yeah. you
1: have these three, something might happen. Sure. Um, and we'll, we'll see. Because they've done this... They did it in Kaladesh with the uh, modules, right. and they did it back in Mirrodin Block with the stations. Um, so they li- they like doing these kinds of things once in a while, and I, I think it would be cool that if you have Bolus's three gods out, then you get to do something kind of broken.
0: That would be cool. It yeah. makes sense. Our next card is Fraying Sanity. This is blue 2, enchantment, aura curse, enchant player. At the beginning of each end step, Enchanted player puts x cards from the top of his or her library into the graveyard, where x is the number of cards that went to their graveyard from anywhere this turn. Okay. So it's mill doubling <laughs> season. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, yeah. This is a weird card because like, you put this in a mill deck, and I guess you, uh, you get to go like you know glimpse the unthinkable mill ten, and then it doubles it, and you get to mill twenty. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, I don't I haven't play, like I haven't played Modern Mill. I don't know anything about Modern Mill. <laughs> so I'm I'm not don't feel like I'm qualified to talk about this. It is interesting that it's from anywhere because then
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's like okay, well like you board wipe and mill them. I don't know why you'd want to do that though. Like it just seems like an awkward card. Um yeah. I guess if you want to do a mill strategy like in standard, if there's going to be a mill deck, I assume this is in it, but I just don't see a mill deck in standard <laughs> right now. I'm not sure. How that works?
0: because you're not dreaming big enough.
1: <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe not. I I don't really know.
0: We still have Innistrad block, right? The one. We do, with, we do. So we have the recurring nightmare that Mills and
1: Mills 13 as a sorcery, and then comes back as a creature, and
0: yeah. Yep. So yep. You can
1: mill 26 with uh, this powerful two card combo. <laughs> yeah.
0: That could work after a couple turns.
1: Yeah. uh I worth noting that you can kind of combo out with uh this card plus traumatize uh we're traumatized blue blue three sorcery target player puts the you know half of their deck uh into their graveyard i think it's rounded down um and, and then
0: this says this put the other double. half of their deck
1: yeah so that's eh, pretty cool but i don't know i don't i don't see this seeing much play unless something happens unless we get more mill support because uh, what was the card the grindstone enchantment that was a uh, blue two and it had like a sphinx on it Sphinx's tutelage oh yeah yeah so like no one was really expecting mill to be a deck but then like that card randomly kind of put it on the map so like it's possible that maybe yeah,
0: this and something this and stuff we haven't
1: seen yet because i don't think it exists right now so yeah. stuff we haven't seen yet maybe we'll make this uh archetype supported but you know yeah. our next card is swarm intelligence that's blue six enchantment whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell you may copy that spell and you may choose new targets for the copy um, so this is kind of like a, a pyromancer ascension without having to do any work uh, putting quest counters on it.
0: But it costs it's so a lot expensive. more to this get down. So expensive. Yeah, seven, seven.
1: Seven is a lot. I
0: mean, this is an like it is a very powerful ability. Definitely. Every spell counts for two.
1: Definitely. Uh, in standard, I don't know where you, I don't.
0: I just can't imagine a deck that can wait till turn seven to. Like, this is so slow. Not turn the set. only way I can
1: see a standard deck playing this is if, like, upon resolution, you can just win. Uh, because if maybe you can play this card and then just burn them out. Uh, because, like, I'm thinking back to, or go crazy with, you know, remember Pyromancer's Goggles?
0: Yeah. And, like, that
1: was five mana, and you pay, added a red, and it would double any instant or sorcery. Oh, yeah. So, like, you, you cast, uh, like, Cathartic Reunion or a Tormenting Voice, and you get to draw four Right, instead, right, and then you'd cast uh like exquisite firecraft and deal eight to them. Right, um, like this kind of effect is really strong, and we saw that it actually was playable. at it 5 It was, mana. yeah, so which I, was I'm kind not... of
0: surprising. But this is even still two more. I don't know. Well, yeah, it it's two more, really but it also has a, a
1: higher upside because Pyromancer's goggles uh could only do one spell a turn. Right, it would only double one spell. Oh, a turn. sure, and could sure. Only double you was it red it? spell specifically.
0: Well, it made red mana. It had a red mana. Yeah, I
1: don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. But um, this this card will double every single spell that you cast. So right. uh, if you get here, maybe you can you know play that kind of a game uh, where you're super heavy on instance and sorceries, and then you can just like if you can get here, you win. Uh, you run Thing in the Ice, presumably uh, Torrential Gear Hulk, and uh, you're kind of that red blue spells tempo-y. Maybe you're running Cryptic Serpent in the deck or Bedlam Reveler, which was still in standard. Uh, So, you know, I don't want to dismiss this offhand, but it does feel very, very expensive for what it's doing. Yeah. Um, And I don't think it's super likely to see play. The other, what, New Perspectives is six mana, right? I think it's blue. Yeah, it's blue five. Uh, And that card does just win the game when it comes down. Right. Um, So it's, you know.
0: So this is one more and we don't really see a way for it to win yet. Right, but this
1: would go in a shell that's a little bit more resilient than New Perspectives is because New Perspectives is just like, loses if you have a counter spell loses if you like transgress them there, like yeah. it loses in so many it's so fragile um and this this deck i think that this card would go in would be uh, a little bit more resilient because it would have other ways to win the game um so you know i'm, I'm just trying to imagine like how this card could see play uh,
0: right. it doesn't
1: seem likely to me that it will but uh if it did i would imagine it to be in that kind of blue red shell
0: yeah i mean i guess it, it's most exciting i think to copy like red and black cards because blue i mostly think of as counter spells and
1: draw spells that are cool
0: oh yeah okay okay copying your draw spells uh, and if
1: you copy if you copy a spell in the stack with an it X has in the it,
0: same converted mana yeah plus. so, so if you pull for five
1: you'll pull for ten, ten. ten well you pull for five twice you draw five discard draw five discard oh yeah yeah um which is which is pretty good
0: would not play in limited
1: no come on Really? Come on. on. You don't want to play this and then play that seven mana burn spell right after and deal seven to Chandra's Ignition. What is it called? Chandra's. uh, Chandra's
0: Pyro Fury. Chandra's Pyro Rage.
1: Flame. Uh, Inferno Jet. Yeah, same thing. Red five for six damage. You can deal 12 to them.
0: No. Not worth it. This is is terrible (laughs) limited.
1: Terrible unlimited. Don't play. Do not play our next card is called solemnity this is white two enchantment players can't get counters
0: oh my gosh counters is can't
1: yeah yeah this
0: is such a sad uh, set it's a, it's
1: a pretty it, the art is pretty depressing like oh. gideon is crying into oketra's head
0: oh my gosh
1: it's it's really depressing art
0: wow Um, okay sorry you can finish reading i just like i hadn't looked that closely at the art and it's just like pretty devastating yeah
1: it's pretty sad
0: it's solemn (laughs) uh
1: very so players can't get counters and counters can't be put on artifacts creatures enchantments or lands so this this is a very constructed playable card oh yeah um because let's talk about what this does so in standard this basically if you (laughs) play this early this just completely shuts down teamer energy it substantially harms black green snake decks. Yep. It makes walking ballista die upon playing, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's that's what it does in standard. Uh, so those are pretty good effects.
0: Oh, uh, and if we have any, are there still awakened cards? Because it would prevent you from awakening lands. That's true. Well, that's true. I guess it would you would kill awaken a land, them actually. as a zero zero and, and they die. Would die. Yeah. So.
1: Um. So. Not super relevant. I don't think we see any Awakens bells in Standard. No, cause But there's... you're right. Um, so in Standard, this does a lot of harm to two of the top decks right now, of what are right now the top decks, right? Because I think the major decks are Teamer Energy, Black Green, Mardu, and Zombies. So right. two of those are really harmed by this. <laughs> um, in Modern, I think that for most of the times, you're going to have better sideboard hate and you probably won't be playing this, but... Things that this can do um, is this does shut off the uh, vizier devoted druid combo Mm -hmm. because it makes it so that it's interesting because vizier says if a minus one minus one counter would be put onto a uh, creature, put one less than that instead, right? So you're able to activate devoted druid by putting a counter on it. Oh, and then just one less gets put on, so it untaps it, and then you can make more mana and do this over and over again. says. Creek counters can't be put on them. So you can't even activate that ability in the first place. So it shuts off that combo. However, it does enable Kitchen Finks combo or Murderous Red Cap combo um, because anything with uh, the ability to come back from the graveyard with a minus one counter on it, uh, it would just remove that counter. So you can, if you have a Sack outlet in a Kitchen Finks, that's infinite life, or a Murderous Red Cap mm. is infinite damage. Um, so in modern, that's kind of, the, I think, the interaction that you see. This is also. I think you were mentioning this. Is it's kind of flexible in that it does hate a couple of other strategies, but just like not as well as some of the more narrow cards. Right. So but this it, is. Go ahead.
0: Well, it, it can hate affinity, right? Because right. Arcbound Ravager or Steel Overseer. The counters are an important part of that deck. Absolutely. So. Um, I think what you're getting at is, like... So, like, Stony
1: is better, but this is going to hit more things than just Stony is.
0: Right, it's going to hit more diverse decks, even if it's going to hate them less well. But if you're crunched on sideboard slots, maybe this makes it in.
1: Yeah, I think it depends what the metagame looks like. Because right now, I would not play this in my sideboard because it doesn't hate enough of the big things, Right. I would rather play Stony Sounds Silence because Stony Sounds Silence actually, I think, hits more things than this does because you're able to hit Tron, you're able to hit Affinity, mm. um, so a couple different, Eldrazi Tron, um, whereas this doesn't really do that. So I guess this does, you know, Eldrazi Tron does run Walking bluster. <sighs> but um, I do think it's a cool card, and if you end up seeing more of the Vizier combo decks, uh, then this card might end up finding more of a home, mm-hmm. um, but this is also pretty fair. It's three mana, so this is slow. In right. modern like this Slow really but
0: playable
1: barely barely because if this was any like to playing you need to have a lot of the hate cards like on turn two right yeah. rest in peace kind of being the exception where if you cast that later you can it's... usually still win the game with it because it right. still does something when it comes down yeah like if you cast a late stony silence you're probably still just dead you know if you're using this to hate the vizier combo That is in green-white, and green-white does have answers to enchantments, so um, Mm. something else to to kind of keep in mind, it does die to abrupt decay as well, Um, and yeah, so I I don't know, we might see it here and there, I don't think it's going to be huge, Uh, but in standard I think you will see this C play, definitely in sideboards, and possibly in main decks, uh, until these decks kind of get hated out, and then maybe people start moving this card to the sideboard, and then the decks come back, and whatever
0: exciting stuff
1: our last card of the night is crook of condemnation so this is a two mana artifact you can pay one and tap it to exile target card from a graveyard you can pay one and exile crook of condemnation to exile all cards from all graveyards so <laughs> uh-huh. this uh, this, uh, we're, we're finally getting some real graveyard hate yeah, here. Yeah, just um, a couple
0: sets after uh, uh-huh. Delirium was a huge, huge thing. Yep,
1: at the end of what Emrakul's lifetime would be. Uh, <laughs> Emrakul, the promised <laughs> Perfect end. Perfect timing. Had he not, had she not been banned. Ah. Um, uh. But, uh, the immediate comparison with this card is Relic of Progenitus. Right? This is, like, very, very similar to Relic of Progenitus. So let's go through and compare this kind of at all three levels. So in its casting and cost... This is two mana to Relic of Progenitus is one mana. That's a significant difference because you really wanna play Relic on one. You wanna be able to tap it every single turn and exile cards every single turn. Um, Playing this on two actually makes a big difference. Second difference uh, is Crook, you can pay one mana and tap it and exile target card. Whereas Relic, you can just tap it and then a target player chooses a card to remove from their graveyard. So obviously, exiling a target card is a lot better than allowing the player to choose a card however the one mana I think is the like killer like I you can't afford to hold up one mana every single turn in modern to activate Crook. Yeah. Um. so I, I, you just can't do it um, and then the last ability is almost the same except Relic draws a card and Crook does not um, so therefore I, I'm firmly on the side that this card is not going to replace Relic of Progenitus I think Relic is still uh, the best uh card for what it does um and crook is is good in standard and if we see delirium decks in standard kind of get really big or we see like uh you know embalm and eternalize become super strong uh then great um, otherwise i i don't i'm not a huge fan of it uh i guess you know you can hit things like gear hulk targets glimmer and you can exile the glimmer
0: um but I, <laughs> this is not worth <laughs> oh to do that um yeah no no i agree i feel like we've just talked about like three cards that um can sort of be hate cards for black green and control its power because we have the land that exiles graveyards this that exiles graveyards and something that controls counters yeah
1: i'm more excited yeah we're getting a lot of hate this set um yeah the the land i'm more excited about i think it's going to see more play than the crook yeah one note about the crook is it can actually get rid of the new gods because they die. Ooh,
0: and they're so in the exile, graveyard. They're in the
1: graveyard until the end Before step. the end of yeah. turn. That's and this, interesting. And this does also, you know, is also pretty good against Blue-Red Emerge, where you can just exile their Prize Amalgams, and their Haunted Deads, and their Scabs. Right. So if that deck makes a comeback, um, mm-hmm. I would expect Crook to see play, because uh, for Standard, it's definitely the best option for any kind of deck that's going to be relying on the graveyard.
0: Yeah. Unless you're playing a... Uh, if you can play Never to Return... The return side can get one card. And oh, yeah, it... but at
1: sorcery speed and for four mana right. and one time. Whereas Crook, like, so I'm like, playing against Lord Emerge, and I'm like, okay, exile your scab. They're like, sure, discard another one. Right. So, uh, yeah, I'm much more excited about the Crook. I think the Crook is great against uh, Graveyard decks. So, uh, Aftermath, too. It hits Aftermath, if we see any of those. Yeah. Uh, start to see more play. Um, I think that Dusk to Dawn
0: or if we see it more people a little bit better yeah if we see more yeah. dust to dawn looks really good you could get that from the graveyard before they cast it you could get cut to ribbons yeah i cut just to don't know yeah cut to ribbons well. is a great hit yeah. but i don't know that the decks that are running cut to ribbons have other graveyard stuff that would make it worth running a whole Scrabby, card scrounger oh actually yeah
1: just, I, like the problem is just like i don't know i don't think this is worth a card a whole
0: card like yeah. i don't want to
1: put this into a my deck and, like, use up a card to do these effects.
0: Yeah. A card Sorry. and it's, like, a lot of, right? Because it's two to put down and then one to... Well,
1: I think in standard, it's super cheap for everything that it's doing. It's very, very reasonable. Um, modern, not so much because you have right. Relic. But uh, in standard, it's super reasonable. It's just, like, it's not worth a card, a card. most of the time. Yeah. Um, because but...
0: these things are, like, they're good, but like the deck doesn't need them to win yeah Right, right. like Mar-2 you can exile th- that from the great you can exile Scrap Heap scrounger and they're still gonna kill you with their heart and their gideon
1: right and it's it's awkward because um you can get into these scenarios too where it's not even great against that because they say okay i'm gonna pay two exile a creature bring back Scrap Heap, and you're like oh exile it and they're like uh oh, pay two bring back Scrap Heap again and then if they don't have, they're like, oh, well, I'm going to pop my crook. And if they have two more mana, they can bring me a Scrap Heave again. And uh, all these things go on the stack and Scrap heap ends up coming back and you just popped your relic for no reason. Or whatever this is called, your crook for no reason. <laughs> so it's not, I don't know, it, it's beatable even with, uh, for what its purpose is. Uh, yeah. It's a little bit better against embalming Aftermath because... Um, and against the
0: gods because they just come back end sure. step. You sure. can't control it. Yeah.
1: So that's all we've got for today. Uh, those were our today's spoilers. Uh, set is shaping up so far based on the couple cards we have it looks fun um and i'm excited to see where some of these cards fit into the new standard format which looks a lot better it is so exciting there's
0: such a diversity it looks like there's such a diversity of decks so far
1: yeah today what i sent you a list of the the five o's from today and uh on mtgo uh and the decks that i'll put up five o's today were uh, one mono black zombies, one metalwork colossus, one new perspectives, one blue red emerge, two Mardu vehicles, one four color vehicles, one teamer energy, one black green energy, and one Okedra's monument. So oh my the fact, like this is this kind of diversity you just didn't see uh, yeah. like two weeks ago. Um, so it feels
0: like so many decks are playable.
1: Right. Like I, I'm I,
0: sure the tier one decks will shake out, yeah, but I think I do there think will the be...
1: best decks are Mardu, teamer energy, black green, and zombies. Yeah. Um, and like as the, as the format can, moves on, like, some of those will clearly become dominant mm-hmm. um, and probably won't even have a ton of time to do so before hours release released and kind of shakes things up a little bit again. Right. Uh, but you can just... The number of decks that you are able to play is substantially larger. And no more is someone going to be, like, coming to FNM with their fun deck and get turn 4 Ulamog or turn 5 Ulamog. Yeah. And, like, that was fun, right? Mm, yeah. It's,
0: it's terrible. I mean, terrible. you know what blew my mind was reading the ban announcement and seeing how... <laughs> Like the Marvel deck was not broken in the sense that it didn't have these crazy good win rates against everything. It no, just it felt so bad to yeah. lose to. It was such a feel bad card.
1: Yeah, it was it was it was a very badly designed card. Um, it should have come into play tapped or required more energy to use. Um, like or the, had
0: a cap on how much mana cost. The thing is yeah, that it could or cast. make it so that you
1: have to sacrifice it. Um, yeah. Like, there's so many ways you could have fixed that card. Right. Um, and had it be actually playable, uh, and not oppressively playable. Right. Um, so I, it's it's too bad that they had to do that. But I don't think we're going to see for the foreseeable future. I don't, I mean, nothing seems like the percentage, I mean, like, it's going to get banned. The percentages on MTGO are also reasonable. We have, like, 15, 14, 13, 10. Like, it's all reasonable percentages. There's no 35s and 40s. So that's, it's a really nice, refreshing change. So, yeah. uh. I'm glad that Wizards went through and decided to ban Marvel.
0: I agree. And I'm excited, too, because even if um, decks like Mardu and Green Black end up being, like, quote-unquote, the top decks, uh, there are a lot of varieties of these decks, and there's certainly not, like, a st- They're a stock list, but then there's, I think, a lot of flexibility, certainly with the sideboard and even with some mainboard slots. Yeah,
1: and you can fight against them, right? Like, every deck uh, will have kind of broken draws sometimes. Like, you want to play a deck that can do powerful things. Like, you know, the great Mardu curve of Exemplar, Heart, Disintegration, Gideon, like, is very good, and Gideon is sometimes not very fun to play against. But you can fight against it. Like, you can play a game of Magic uh, as opposed to just saying, oh, well, I lose.
0: Do you have it? despite no. <laughs> and
1: this is what they talked about in the Emerald ban as well where uh, cool rendered all decisions made by the opponent previously like worthless like it didn't matter right. what you did it didn't did matter
0: how well you played because Emrakul
1: would wreck you yep um, and the same thing happened with Marvel where like you could play a really good game and then they marvel into Ulmogna or Chandra and you just lose and there's nothing that you could have done differently and that's all there was to it yep. so it's a, it's a bad card anytime that it leads to play patterns like that so I'm, I'm very happy that they banned So that's all we've got for today. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow with more spoilers from Outer of Devastation. We are brought to you by Flipside Gaming and by New England Comics. I'm Ryan.
0: I'm Katie. And this is Spoiler Spoiler season. Season.